This is the Hot Take Hockey Podcast with your hosts, Lucas and John Viveros. Okay, are you ready, fellas? Hell Let's yeah. Run. Let's You're do running. it. Hold on. Is it episode 32? We're on epi 32. All right, man. You got to intro this shit. Not as big as 32 thoughts, but we're on epi 32, right? Name yeah. one player that wore 32. 32. They have to be like a goalie. For the Leafs, 32? For the Leafs, is not the one I think of is not a goalie. I was thinking of Statlock or Staylock. I think he wore 32. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. Yeah. yeah I think uh, right on. The one I was thinking, I think Steve Thomas wore 32. Yeah, yeah, that might be right. Stumpy? That's a fair shot, I think so. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I got to Google it now. <laughs> I, I didn't think we were on the quiz here yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I was right on that one. There you go. Just pat there myself go. on the back here. Hey, Corey, ready on command. We love it. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Honestly, the reason I said it was because I was scrolling Twitter as we were doing this. It says Matthew Nyes wearing number twenty three, which is oh. that's my B day number. So I like that. But that that reminds me of Dermot when I see it. Still, right? I'm still wow. thinking of Dermot. I know. Yeah, that's the, he's the last one to wear it. It's the Jordan Jordan number, eh? Yeah, man. The Jordan. That's kind of nice. You, you got your Jordan year every year. Oh, yeah, and it's 23 this year, which means we know what's happening this year, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, let me tee it off with a quick intro. Welcome to episode 32 of the Hot Take Hockey Podcast. We got a special guest joining us today, and we couldn't have picked a better time. We could not have picked a better time. <laughs> He's a senior content creator and well-known media personality with TSN's Bar Down crew. Let's give a warm welcome to Corwin McCollum. Let's go. Big dub. Wow. Thanks for having me, fellas. I'm, I'm already feeling right at home. I got to say, Corwin, all the videos I watch of Bar Down, that hat that you're, that you're sporting right <laughs> now, I love it. You got to give me the, uh, the link of where I'm buying that one soon. Yeah, nice so, hat. because people ask about it a lot in the comments, I don't think I've ever actually answered, but this is, this is the answer. It's that I, uh, it's at the Leafs team store. Uh, and so Z, uh, Z on the team, his name's Daniel Zakshevsky, if you know him, he's, uh, he yep. runs our quizzes and a big part of our team. And uh, he actually, it's a long story. He gave this to me for my birthday, but it was because I told him, I was like, my buddy had the hat. And I don't know why I, I, I didn't just go get it myself, but I was like, my buddy had this hat. And I was like, I think he'd really like it. Like you should go get it. And he did. And then he like stopped being a Leafs fan. He's like a Sabres. Like so he always goes like, I'm not a Sabres fan. I just like following them. <laughs> Anyways, weirdest turn. And then he, so he gifted me the hat for my birthday. Then uh, I now have four of these hats. Wow. Because, uh, yeah, so I wore the one so much. It was probably not surprising. Like you said, I wear it and everything. But uh, I I just, I it got so worn down that I was worried. I was like, oh, man. Like, and I don't know. I'm pretty reckless with stuff. I was, one day I was just like walking down the street and it blew off my head and like landed in a puddle or something. And just then, left so, it there? No, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I put it right back on my head. But, yeah. the, but, uh, but I was like, oh, man, this is going to happen one time where like I'll be on a bridge and it's going to blow off and then I'll never have the hat again. So I went and bought three more. Wow. Now four of the hats. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm covered for life there we go that's a good way to kick it off buddy i have so many leaf hats but uh i'll definitely have to add that one to the collection um good luck i i've been i, I went back i was like i think i need more and yeah. then that, they seem to be gone so you took all be, the stock yeah <laughs> well let's roll into let's let's start off with the matthew nye's news today i know he's going to be playing tonight versus florida panthers we're obviously recording this on monday night um, Nyes is in Lafferty out. He's got an injury. He's been buzzing the last few games. I've thought I've really liked this game. What do you see in, uh, in Matthew Nyes getting here with, with the start with Kerfoot and Achari? I don't know how much offense he's going to be able to drive with those guys, but how do you see that playing out at least in game one? I mean, it kind of fits. Like, I mean, like if you, you watch him play in university, he, he throws the body around quite a bit. So like, he's not trying to do that, throw him on them with Nolchari and Kerfoot. Like, I mean, it's a good forechecking line for sure. Like the obviously Kerfoot's not going to throw the body around too much, yeah. but but he's a fast guy that can get in on the forecheck. And uh, Nolachari, I feel like that's been his best attribute is really just again combining a bit of skill and uh, and presence out there. So I, I think he'll be a good fit for that. I'd hope that uh, he could play a little higher up the lineup at some point, but hey, it's, it's just just a start, just the beginning. I, honestly, I was shocked he he's playing tonight. Like, guy lost the national championship yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just 
Well, and Keith was saying that he probably wouldn't have been in if it weren't for uh, Lafferty getting hurt and then Yarn Crow is still out. Um, but it, it's good to see him get in there because there's only three games left. So they're going to have to, you know, throw him in and see how it, how it fits. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 100%. I was going to ask, where would you have him if it was if it was your team? Put him right next to Matthews and Warner. I just I like see see what you got, you know. Like I, I mean, I get that they've 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 had some good lines rolling there recently, so they're they're probably not looking to mix it up too much right away. And then, like you said, I think it's probably more of just positional need at this point rather than actually thinking like, oh, this is where he's going to play. Mm-hmm. So, but in my mind, like these games mean literally nothing. Uh, yeah. In my mind, like again, you, you shouldn't even be starting most of your guys tomorrow night, like you're playing the team you're about to play bench everyone. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, cause you've got home ice locked up. So I just mean, if you're, if, if I'm saying, okay, you're going to do that tomorrow and maybe they do, maybe they don't, I don't know. But uh, honestly, they probably don't have too much like uh, depth pieces to throw in. Yeah, well, they don't, and they don't have too much like organizational flexibility. There. Yeah. Like, it's not like flexibility. They, yeah. Been- so, or night. That's that's a guaranteed. Simmer's so got to be in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll be in for sure. I just I wonder who sits out. But okay, so then either way, if you do end up sitting some guys tomorrow, that sucks cuz you'd love to see him play a little higher up the lineup. Like again, like when I see that Tavares O'Reilly Nylander line, like I kind of would rather see I don't know, either knock Bunting down to that or put Nyes on that. And then knock one of Tavares or O'Reilly to third line center because I just think you have more offensive upside in those top three lines then. Yeah. Because again, like you like you said, like you look at the line of Kerfoot, Achari, and Nyes, and you're kind of like, well, they're not going to score too much. And you look at Aston, Reese, Camp, and Gustafson. Wait, what? Oh, that's the Camp. And, yeah. Uh... Well, right now they're running eleven seven today. Yeah, yeah. So I, was, I was looking yeah. at Daily Face Off, and I'm like, Gustafson, what the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I guess within then whatever line of of recent camp you you throw out there, if you throw knives with him at some point, them at some point, then uh, then yeah, you're not getting too much offense out of that either. So yeah, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be interesting to see. You know, like a lot of Leaf fans are are really campaigning to have knives in the top six. Um, and Johnny and I had like a back and forth about this, and I just I just don't want the the pressure, you know, to to you know over. Yeah, but you there's no pressure guy. at all but there, right but now. there is no pressure right now. That's a good point. And you know what? For the last three games, um, I'm on board with placing them wherever. It's just when it's just when we get a little ahead of ourselves with he hasn't played a game yet, and we're talking about playing the most pressured playoff series of this team. Um, you know, it's I know what you mean, tough. but at the same at the same time, I'm kind of like like you're gonna be playing. Like clearly they have some kind of plan for this guy and they they want him in there. So I mean well, that's why they didn't throw, get throw him in now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The, um, I was going to say, Lucas, what Corbin said about it not mattering. Like, of course, but I wonder the players' heads. So, like, Keith's decision making on sitting, like Matthews, a goal away from forty; Nylander, two goals away from forty; Marner, two points away from hundred. Like, as we record before the Panthers Leafs game, so mm-hmm. I just I wonder if like it gets to that Tampa game tomorrow night, and it gets to the Rangers game in the final one, like. If there's still one away from each of those milestones, I wonder what happens. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Because I, I think do, guys do want that. Like, right? Yeah. You don't hear guys talk about it often, but do you guys see that Jack Hughes clip the other day? It's like somebody was talking about the devil's record. He's like, oh, I want that bad boy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Matthews has got to hit. I mean, I was talking like he was having 40 in the bag a few weeks ago, and it, it's getting it's getting close now. To it not will, happening, and, but and Nylander too, because like yeah. he was cruising for so long, he, obviously slumping a bit. But uh, I, I, I mean, slumping for him, like it's not like for his standard been. I think at one point, or anything. high forties, closer to fifty. Like I think we were t- Lucas on the plot, I think A month or two ago, I think we were like Nylander for fifty question mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, oh, it was to- it was fully talked about. He was so consistent for so long, and then yeah, this stretch. I don't know. I'd say the last what five six weeks it's it's lingered a little bit now um but yeah it's that delicate balance of rest or rust and and all of that and i don't know you just don't want injuries is, is obviously the most important thing like when you see guys really important players go down i know tanner you know is maybe not at that same level but for the lightning to give up all they give up for him and now he's probably not going to be in at least the start of the series you know as a bit of a that sucks for them um but as far as 
as far as the Leafs go, so let's just say Matthew Nyes is in your playoff lineup. Okay, let's let's be optimistic and say he's gonna he's gonna light it on a fire. He's gonna look really good these first few games, and they're gonna have him in there for for game one. Who's who comes out, Corwin? Oof, it's tough, right? It, I I know you were given a compliment earlier, but like, it's probably Lafferty for me. Yeah, like, I I and clearly they like Lafferty for something because I mean, love Kerfoot. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I would I wouldn't I like hate the- dropping Kerfoot either. Like, I'm, again, I'm not a big Kerfoot guy. I probably wanted yeah. him gone at the trade deadline. Um, I'll tell you what, there better not be an 11-7 run in the playoffs if when, when you got this kind of, like, again, we're, we're debating who we want in the lineup here. If they run 11-7 and seven and you're benching, like, Lafferty and Nice, nice. like, yeah. that's that's a little nuts to me, uh, especially to what, like, get, like... Just uh, just to have like, the 7th D to, like, limit Luke Shen's minutes or something like that. I know, but, like, if you're trying to limit a guy's minutes like yeah maybe you just don't play him yeah <laughs> that's, that's I'm probably full, the best call i'm fully on the 12-6 wagon as well i think this 11-7 thing it's it's fine in the regular season when maybe there's guys injured knocked up you're trying to you know rest and recover but but as far as playoffs go versus tampa i don't like the 11-7 lineup john brought up a good point though he was he was talking today about how um maybe we see different lineup configurations at home versus away and for example, having O'Reilly in a different position, you know, in the top six at home where you have, you know, Sheldon Keefe has control of the lines. And then on the road, you put him on the third line to sort of neutralize Tampa's uh, depth uh, and always have a responsible yeah, center out there. When you look at Tampa's center options, I mean, to me, the flexibility on that is just scary. Like at any point, they can put Stammer up the middle. They can put Point up the middle. They can put Sorelli up the middle. Nick Paul up the middle. Like they have those options. So I think the fact that if you're at home, and you have those, like, like if you have the flexibility in Keefe's perspective, I mean, throw O'Reilly, Tavares, Nylander against, like, that third or fourth line of Tampa versus, like, yeah, I mean, you don't want – love the guys, but you don't want a Chari, Kerfoot, Lafferty, like, getting stuck against one of those top two lines in Tampa because mm-hmm. then that, that's where you're going to get screwed. Yeah, that I, I'd agree there. I totally agree. <laughs> I, I mean, I still, in my mind, like, I just think uh, – I personally, I know, and this is like, I've God, eaten shit so many times on these, this goddamn team. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I, but like, if I'm just, I try to just think of it like, okay, get rid of the like fear of the Leafs losing all the time and just think about like the hockey. And like, I genuinely think the Leafs are a better team right now. And I just, in my mind, when, when you then start like, overcomplicating things, changing lineups every game and like doing all this stuff. It's just like, if you're the better team, just go out and play your hockey and win the game. And, and like, I, and obviously that's real easy for me to say. And, uh, but I just think, I don't know, once you start complicating things a bit, maybe that's, that can get yourself in your head, right? You can start thinking like, Oh, we got to match up against this. We got to do that. Like if, if, yeah. oh, oh no, like I ended up out against like, again, if, if you're knowing that game plan going in, you're like, Oh, I'm out against a line I shouldn't be out against. And then you're thinking, do I need to get off it rather than just playing your game and whatever. I obviously that's, that's some pretty, uh, like Mentally, you can just anecdotal stuff. And, yeah. but, but, but yeah, I just, yeah, for sure. I, I, I personally think like, it's just I would just love to just go out and win in less than seven games. And yeah. obviously, like why why wouldn't you as a Leafs fan? But I just mean like just get it over with, you know. And I I think that uh, I don't know. They I I'm more optimistic than I have been about the Leafs probably all season long because I think in the last like between five and ten games they've looked really good. I think even when they lose, they look like a good team and I don't think that's been the case all year. So I'm kind of yeah. just in the spot of like get your best guys on the ice and play. <laughs> like, yeah. So so boys, if I think Lucas, we've had this debate a bunch of times. I feel like it's easier to fill in the blanks when we decide if O'Reilly's in the top six on that second line or on the third line. So like I'll throw it to either Lucas or Corwin like or Lucas, if you want to go, like, is O'Reilly on the second or third line to start in your eyes? Like, if it has to stay consistent and Keith wants to run the same lineup every game. That is really tough. Yeah, uh, it's it's so tough. It's so tough. Corin, 
you you kick it off. You kick it off. How about you? You give or your the pressure the guest. I love it. I'll <laughs> personally, give the pressure. It, personally, if it was my choice, I'm going third line. Yeah. Just because I I I love again. Like, how many playoffs do we have to talk about the third line being the most important thing, especially with this, uh, with uh, with this Tampa team that just yeah. like it's it's something that if you can then add that player that is is going to kind of add at least a little bit of a I mean, I mean, it's not like he's a crazy, like, he's, he's not Mitch Marner out there. So it's, I'm not saying like he's going to be this dynamic forward on the third line, but he's a guy that has racked up a good amount of points in the NHL. And I think uh, if you put him out there with, again, let's, if, if you're going to put O'Reilly on the third line, I'm much more comfortable putting Matthew Nyes there too. Like, I, I mean, yeah. that's something that's pretty appealing to me then. And, and yeah. again, if, if it's, if it does go to a Nyes O'Reilly Kerfoot line or something like that, and then, and then you have a like pure shutdown line of Zach Aston Reese, Nola Chari and David Camp. And then again, like you said, you do then still have that center flexibility where you've got like, I guess what probably you probably got like six guys you could play at center if you count William Nylander. Obviously, I know he doesn't play a ton of center now, but like has in his career, and you yep. could throw him there if you want. But um, you've got a lot of positional flexibility. You've got uh, again, I think three lines where there's the ability to score on any of them, and yeah. I, I mean like that that seems ideal to me. But I'll. I'll trust well, Sheldon Keith, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Corey. I, I was going to say, I always go back to the, I mean, Lucas, we've talked about this countless times. I always go back to the HBK line with Pittsburgh. And that's why, Lucas, I shot you that DM. I was like, man, I keep looking at the potential of having O'Reilly on that second line. And it makes me think, like, the way Kessel just went off on that third line for Pittsburgh on that run, it's like, could Nylander, as they put him now on that second power play unit, I don't know if that's going to stick. Um, but uh, I like the conversation of, like, you can't really have three flanks on the power play for one. So talking about the power play, it's like Nylander, Matthews, Marner. Those are the, mm-hmm. your guys. So in that structure, you probably end up having to put like O'Reilly or Bunting on the net front presence. So just in terms of five on five and power play, maybe they put Nylander on a secondary option. And then, I mean, maybe that, just That's on what Mac- they were doing on Saturday. Like, yeah. I kind of hate that, but like, no, not, I just love Nylander so much that it's like, ah, yeah. like, come on, just get I, out there. But. I actually like that look. So I, I'll agree with Corwin that I, I wanted to have the alternate perspective, but I agree with Corwin where I like O'Reilly lining up as your third C. Um, I just like the three deep lines and you never get caught out on the ice without one of those three big centers on the ice for the most, most part. So I like that a lot. Um, and I think Sheldon Keith's shown that, you know, fresh off a penalty kill, he'll throw three big guys together. So I think O'Reilly will still get shifts occasionally with Matthews or Tavares a couple times a game, you know, here and there, yeah. if they go about it that way. I like that. Um, for the power play, I know Montreal is just not a good team, so I don't want to look too deep into it. Yeah, but O'Reilly with those guys, O'Reilly's shown even in St. Louis, like he plays really well with skilled players because he just makes the simple pass, the simple move. He's not a flashy player. He just always, you know, he's quick to get to the puck, make make a lot of plays just to get the skilled players the puck. Um, and I like him on the first, I like that look of him on the first power play on Saturday. I know it's Montreal, so pump the brakes, but. No, I'm with you. Cool. I, I don't think he looked bad or anything. I just yeah. love William Neander so much. And I think like he's probably been our best player this year. And it's just, it's a little weird to see him on the second on the unit second, there. Yeah. And I always did love the, I love the kind of dual threat of having, uh, Matthews and Nylander as the one-timer options on kind of both sides there where like they, they can be opposite of each other. And then um, I, don't know, I guess that that's probably more of a thing that it just went back to a couple years ago when they, their power play really struggled. And, and yeah. it was just like, why aren't you just putting Nylander on the other side? And because it was like Marner was on the one side and it was like, he wasn't really shooting as well at that time. And it was just a whole thing. I feel like since then I've just been stuck on this, like just, <laughs> Just set them off on their and, sides, and have Marner create, and then the thing is too, the Leafs are they've, they've shown this season. I know the playoffs are just you know everybody starts at ground zero, but the Leafs are a better five on five team than Tampa. Um, but the Leafs are going to have to beat them uh, in special teams when it counts. Like when the Leafs get a power play opportunity, they're going to have to convert on some of them. And and they've shown through their playoff history with a lot of this core that they're not very you know they haven't done that up to this point. Um, so. It, it is very crucial to win the special teams battle in my eyes, but 
it's that balance like Corbin said too. I don't, I don't want to overthink it because I do really, really think that the Leafs are overall a better team than Tampa and, and should be able to handle them. Um, yeah. I, I, I guess the, the one thing I would say about the, the power, the one thing I, like the second power play unit did not look good in my mind. Like the, with the one that Nylander was on, which like, again, it's your second power play unit, whatever, but it was just kind of something where it felt like there was too much of the burden on him. It felt like everybody on the ice rather than like, kind of felt like everybody's trying to get the puck to Nylander too, where I think we've all been on the ice where there's one clear best player and you're just kind of like, Oh, I'll give it to him. And then, yeah. so I find, I, I do find that sometimes those second units, when you're just looking for like, you put your top guys out there and then they pass the puck around for a minute, minute and 30 seconds and then don't get a shot on that. And you're like, just screw this. And you end up just throwing out a unit that they're all just looking to make a greasy play and get the puck on net. And like, uh, that's not, I don't know. You're not really getting that difference there with, with Nylander on there. Cause he's just so skilled that I think, yeah, you want to get him the puck and just see what happens. But mm-hmm. yeah. And it's also, if, if you're going like a strict one power play to two power play, I mean, most times the second power play is like in like 20 th- to 30 seconds. So it just, that's the part of it where Lucas, I think we talked about it a few pods ago is like, if you take that Edmonton effect where it's like, maybe you keep Matthews for the full two minutes, and then, like, if you wanted to have Nylander as that secondary option on the power play, okay, Tavares and O'Reilly hop off, Bunting and Nylander hop on when Marner and Matthews just stay on. So, I mean, we see it with Edmonton all the time. <laughs> McDavid and Drysaddle for those full two minutes are not leaving the ice. They're just yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good Which, that's a good take. And you might get more of that in the playoffs, too, right? Mm-hmm. When hey, let, goal, just... let's – let's. I want to pick your brain on the D, too, because we got to move position by position. I feel like you could spend 30, 40 an hour – talking about yeah. forwards and then you can talk about the team. it's it's crazy like just how much depth they have and all the different things they can do so on d they obviously got you know eight or nine guys um maybe six seven maybe eight of them will factor into the series overall um to start game one let's hear your d pairs corwin let's okay. hear it um Do you go, I guess, like, again, they mix it up so much that, like, I do like, um, I don't, first of all, I don't, I, I'm going to, this is a weird order. Start with but, the don't like. Well, I'm going to start with my second D pairing. Okay. Which this is, I'm doing this very uh, intentionally because I don't want him to be the top D pairing. And that's Morgan Riley. I like that they have been probably playing kind of McCabe Brody a little bit more than him. Um, but either way, so I'd probably go Riley and Brody as the second pairing, just because I think Brody is the one guy that really plays to all of Morgan Riley's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I, I'd, I'd keep them and then my, wow, oh, but like, that's so nuts to then say like Justin Hall is your number one D pairing, like, like him and Jake McKay would be, uh, that's tough um i know corbin it's easy to talk about and then game one we're watching hall and mccabe get exposed by stammer point and kucherov like it's yeah like like honestly maybe maybe then i'm going like oh man i mean i'll just take this i I think it makes a big difference if shen's in or not because they've had so many looks at the riley shen pair and then if that's a potential pair where Riley's ice time just gets boosted if he's on the power play a lot and stuff like that. Then you can go with the Brody McCabe shutdown pair. And I think if we look at that on the surface, you probably rely on that a lot more against the the top line of Tampa. Which I'm I'm into that. I just I feel like I don't know. I I have just in my mind, I don't think they'll ever uh just I, I feel like they're gonna put Justin Hall in. <laughs> like I, oh, yeah. in my mind, like they just they love him so much, they're never gonna get rid of him. So I can't imagine a lineup without him. Uh unless I guess again it's possible. Weirdly enough, I love Timothy Lilligren and I think he's if you took the whole season in, I think he's been pretty good. But weirdly enough, probably like since the trade deadline ish, he's yeah. had his struggles that like I it sucks to say because I think he's one of the more unique defensemen on the team in terms of what he can actually bring to them in a transition game. And, uh, and he's skilled and, and, and just, he's a great skater with the puck, but I, I, 
I don't know. I, I would not be as upset as I thought I would be at one point if they went, uh, if their right side was basically like Brody, Shen, Hall, or like, which is nuts. There's a good that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I could see that happening. I actually like, I like Gustafson too, honestly. I don't, I don't really see how he's going to, fa- I don't think they'll get him in, but I actually like, Again, they've been using him a bit on the power play, and I actually do think he's a pretty good fit there. I just don't really see how he in factors terms of in. If you're, yeah, if you're getting your best best yeah. uh, pairings out there, I don't think he's. Well, I also just think good. if people think, I mean, I mean, I agree. Rally can be a defensive liability at times, but it's like that's the thing with Gustafson that I mean, any any fans of a team that's seen Gustafson, it's like great power play guy, great offensive producer, but defensively, just he doesn't even know where he's going in the defensive zone. So that's the problem with Gustafson. <laughs> Yeah, and Riley Riley does frustrate me a lot, but he again he's another guy that since the trade deadline has probably he's been pretty good. So like I can't really harp on him too much. I just because like realistically, probably most of my problem with him at this point is just that he makes a lot of money and like, but uh, he's also like out of if I was just to give some insight into like because obviously we meet the guys and stuff from different things. He's yep. he's probably the nicest guy I've met on the team. He's so and he's so funny and like. So I do like him as much as he'll bother me sometimes. I'm like, ah, he seems like a good guy though. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I deal with that. I deal with that conflicting feeling because uh, John and I met him at uh, the what? What's what's the game? Centennial Classic. Yeah, the Centennial Classic. We met him after the game, and he's just such a nice guy, man. And and John loves him. And and I and when I met him, I'm like, this guy's so so humble, such a good dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I and I loved him a little bit more when he made a little less money, and now I'm. You know, that's the only thing. <laughs> of course, I I hate that we have to be like that as fans. Yeah. Like it's it's such a gross way to think about the game because yeah. I do. I'm a big supporter of just like root on your team. Like like especially like the the Marner stuff. All when all that was happening, it was like mm-hmm. again, like obviously nobody really says it now, which is great. But the at the time, it was like what the guy makes like a million dollars more than you wanted, like. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like the, the what? What's the difference between like Andre Kasha and Craig Smith? Like, get yeah. over it. Yeah, and that was even a Nylander conversation way back when, uh, oh, when he got his yeah. deal. Well, which like looks like the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. In <laughs> yeah. Um, I, Corin, I like what you said about like different players how they've played since the deadline, and I mean we don't need to dive too deep into this, but I mentioned this to Lucas uh, last pod, and it's like, is it? I don't know if it's a coincidence, coincidence or not that Engvall and Sandin got traded. And then like, since then the fellow Swedes, Nylander and Lilligren have looked kind of suspect, but we don't need to dive into that. But I just, like, I find that kind of interesting. The fellas are just bummed. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, I just miss my boys. Just, yeah. They're, it's harsh behind the scenes, but yeah, no. Um, yeah. I guess for me, I think the biggest debate probably, I think Lucas, as much as I don't like it, I think Hall is in. So I think, at this point, the only debate outside of that, what the pairs will actually be, it's just between Shen and Lilligren, I think. Yeah. That, that debate. Like, if they're not going seven, if they're going 60, it's probably just between Shen and Lilligren at this point. Yeah, I'd agree. I think Shen's got the inside edge right now just based on how they're consistently playing him with Riley uh, and how Lilligren's played since the deadline. Um, but like spent both Lilligren and Shen at points over the last couple of weeks. After yeah. that giveaway, I don't Who do they play? Who are they playing when that little green giveaway to the goal? Uh, is it the Canes? Talking about the Canes game? I think the Hurricanes. And then yeah. Shen's giveaway off the glass that led to the goal. Yeah. yeah. So both those plays resulted in both those guys being benched. So to be honest, I don't know who Keith prefers at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. What about the goaltending? Let's talk about the goaltending. So obviously Samsonov, you know, barring catastrophe, he's going to play game one. And yeah. he's probably going to have the reins. You know, we'll see how long, how far he uh, takes it. But his playoff record, he's one in six. Just want to point that out. Um, context is important. He played on the Capitals. He played in, obviously, the weaker team in that series. I believe one of them was against Boston. Um, but uh, he's one in six, 298 goals against 907 save percentage. So not tremendously experienced in playoffs, but he's been really, really good this year for the Leafs when he's been called upon. Uh, are you confident in Samsonov? And how do you feel uh, as far as how you felt with Jack Campbell, how you felt with Freddie Anderson in those series, like, is it There's, similar? I've never, I, I'm, I don't know if like, this is such a, I feel like such a, I feel like I'm wasting people's time when they ask me about goalies. Cause I'm just like, couldn't care less, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, the, I, cause I genuinely believe you could have the best goalie in the world and he could let in 
three week goals and lose you a game. Like it, it happens. Uh, genuinely, it happened last year. Like Shosturkin, everybody was pretty much unanimously could agree that he was the best goalie in the world last year. And like he had a couple of games in the playoffs last year where he was not good. And like the, I just in such a short series, anything can happen. Samson has been good this year. I mean, but like again, I feel no different than when I felt about Campbell or Anderson. I just think like if they had somebody who was like either really bad or really good, that mm-hmm. would change my mind a little bit. And like, but I just don't really feel. He's somewhere just in the good. He's in, he's in a solid yeah, category. He's fine. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, exactly. I, I actually I love that. I love that because I agree with that sentiment. Where I this is why I've you know the last few years I've I've changed my whole perspective on the position. I think like, you know, you don't go give a goalie the bag like almost ever. You know, yeah. Unless it's Vasilevsky or Shesterkin, um, or Sorokin maybe. Yeah. Um, but that's probably about it, man. Like I just wouldn't throw the book at any goalie, like for double digits, um, to hold on to him because the Panthers are feeling that. Yeah. <sighs> that's such a tough contract. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one. But what about, what about Joseph? So you're the goaltending, you know, who knows, but so Joseph, Joseph Wall, throw him in. Yeah. 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 You know. he's, he's the same. Cause they're all the same, you know, just, just put them in. They'll, they'll play fine. I mean, like, uh, I I have the utmost faith in uh, pretty much like if you had the 24th to sixth ranked goalies anywhere in that range, you'll be fine. (laughs) Like as long as you play, if you just outplay the team and you'll probably be fine. I'm sure. Honestly, I'm saying this and then we're going to get some like Vesa Toskala full ice goal from, from one of these guys. And, and then, I gotta feel like an asshole, but uh, I don't know. I just I can't bring myself to worry about goalies. It, Overthink it, yeah. Yeah, I, like I don't know. Most of them are fine, and, and obviously, there's guys that you think like, oh, when you really need a save, they can come up and make it. But you you only know they they can do that when they do it. So maybe maybe that's this year for them. Yeah. I, I do want to have full belief in Samsonov, but Lucas, as we've talked about, like you've seen teams in the past that like uh, have gone into the season with a tandem and kind of been riding. Like obviously we don't know Matt Murray's health status and what you just said, like Joe Wall, it's all the same kind of at some point. But uh, I do wonder, I mean, we've seen it in the past with like Washington. Grubauer started the series, played the first couple of games. Holpe went in, went the rest of the way. You saw with Pittsburgh, Flurry played the first couple of rounds. Murray goes in, plays the rest of the way. So I'm not saying we're going to see that, but, um, I wonder if the Leafs looking at past years uh, look at the situation and be like, okay, if a guy goes a couple of games where it's a little shaky, we go to the next guy. I, I don't yeah, know what's. I think so. I, yeah. Definitely, like, because I, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't argue with the fact that like there's a huge mental side of the game, especially with goalies more than anything. So like, I agree that like if it's going rough. Yeah, try something else because like again, I, I just think. The other guy will probably be fine. So, like, I I don't really care. Like, yeah, throw throw Joseph Wall in. Like, after somebody lost his card, we're up for anything. I know, right? (laughs) I mean, like, at this point, honestly, I think Jed Alexander could be a pretty solid playoff goalie for us. We need to close out with how we think this series is going to go down. Um, I'll, I'll quickly start off and say that. I have puffed my chest out in a lot of playoff series and really thought it was the time. Um, I, I will <laughs> say some of the, again. yeah, some of those Boston <laughs> ones though, I was like a little weary and I was just blindly having some confidence, but obviously Montreal Columbus, like I felt good. Those ones. And, and even last year versus Tampa, I felt really good. Um, and once we had game seven at home, I thought it was in the bag too. <laughs> so with all that being said, we're here now. I think the Lightning's right side is a lot weaker this year on D. I think overall their team is the weakest it's been, um, you know, throughout this sort of, you know, last five, six-year run they've had of being a really, really good team. I mean, you can even go further back than that. Um, and so with that being said, I'm ready to put my chest on the line and say Leafs in six. What says you, Corwin? Wow, okay. I, I, I mean, I thought I was about to match you, but I, I think I'm going Leafs in five. Woo! Yeah, I mean, like, I genuinely just think they're, like, but plus, because, like, I think, weirdly enough, I'm kind of almost like, yeah, if they can wrap it up in five, they got it. I think, 
if it goes beyond that, then I think it's like, then the mental thing starts to go in and like, God, it's happening again. And like, whatever. But I think like, I genuinely think they're just like a significantly better team this year. I shouldn't say significantly. Tampa's still good, but yeah. But I think I, the Leafs too are are the best version they've been, in my opinion. I was having this conversation with some friends on the weekend. I think this is the best Leaf team in the Matthews Marner era um, since the 2019 team that had Matthews, Tavares, Kadri up the middle. Uh, and I think this team's even better than that team. I really do. Like I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling really good, and that scares <laughs> me. That scares me. Yeah, I know that's that's the worst. <laughs> like that's when it's really gonna hurt. Um. No, I, I mean, I agree. I think they've been just a really good team. So I, I especially, I, again, I, I'd say like in the last, like like I said, like five to 10 games, they've really sold me. So, uh, And what's the, what's the X factor? Like what's what's it really going to be that pushes them, you know, to win it in five, like you said, or win it like in Like it's six, a boring like... one, but I think it's the big guys. Yeah. Like, again, like most of these playoff runs that people go on, like I know we always talk about like the third line because they score some random goal in game seven, like goddamn Nick Paul or uh stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like these teams that really go on runs, it's cause they're big guys, like just go nuts. And like so I, I personally think just a monster series for Matthews is is I think what uh what really separates it. Cause I, I think he's looked a little different lately. So I I I, I hope that for him. All right, let's let's cross our fingers, cross our toes, say some prayers and hope. That's the way it goes. Um, I think Samsonov obviously is going to play a big factor into it in terms of he can't he can't lose the games for the Leafs. He's got to just be, you know, exactly how he's been, steady. Um, and I think yeah, they're, in a, they're in a really I, good spot. I should say, like, as much as I was t- saying, like, oh, goalies, like, oh, it doesn't matter. But, like, the main reason I say that is because, like, I think whatever, he can be totally fine. But I think just – he has very much a capability to ruin the series for them, but I don't feel that he has that capability more than really any other goalie. Like, like again, like even last year, like look at Jack Campbell this year. And like, he was pretty much the same as Vasilevsky in that series. So like, yeah, it's, I know we pump up Vasilevsky because he has all the wins and everything. And I don't disagree that he's a great goalie, but that just in the one series, I, he was under 900 against the Leafs. Yeah, he was. Exactly. So, So, I I mean, anything can happen. And uh, hopefully goaltending doesn't sewer them because that would be the most frustrating (laughs) thing for sure. Yeah. And then beyond that, how far do you see them going? What do you see after that into round two if they're to knock off Tampa? So (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting you on the spot. Here we go again. Uh, Because I've said this for a while. I personally think there's just so much weight on them for this one series that that's when I see them going on a run. And like, I just think if they can, and I've now I've picked them to win that series. I'm picking them to win the cup. I mean, I just think that yeah, 23. 23. Go. Uh, yeah, exactly. Wow. Just they're big into the Jordan year. Yep. And uh, I, I don't know, like, again, like that, that can be such a free moment. And again, if that helps fire up the big guys that they can, like I said, if Matthews can get on a roll, Marner's been great all year. Nylander's been the best I've ever seen him. Like if these guys can really dominate a couple games for us, I think that can uh, really push us. And and the other thing I would say is that like people thought like obviously Boston is a great team and I, they, I think would be the, biggest threat in the east for sure yeah but uh i also think like in the same way that i was just talking about sansonov like whatever there's a capability to do anything if you can find me one person at the beginning of this year that even like thought that linus allmark was going to be a top 10 goalie in the league like no i'll give him a hundred bucks like like (laughs) it's it's such a crazy thing that's happened with them and i just think that like to then all of a sudden be like, well, this is this is their team. Like they're they're a locked on dynasty now because Linus Olmark is all of a sudden the best goalie in the league and and all that stuff. Like I I think just as easily he could have a very normal series and uh, and I like they're a great team, but 
I don't think they're miles better than the Leafs in any way. Like I, yeah. I think I think they're pretty comparable teams, and and with the big difference being that their goalie's been unbelievable this year. Uh, yeah, and the I, meet, the meeting they just had, man, like what what a game. I mean, you look at it as one one going in overtime, and it's a low scoring game, and you know on the box score maybe it doesn't shine, but that game was. Um, it felt like a playoff game and it was just, it was just awesome to see the Leafs go toe to toe with them because I, I do think that series, it, it would be games that are of that nature. I think, like you said, I don't think Boston's levels above everybody. I will give them the respect and say they're the favorite in the East. And they like had they an incredible should. season. You can't take that yeah. away from them, but, yeah. but I don't think that makes them like, like, again, I, I still think, Like the Avs are good, but again, like they're worse than they were last year too. So like, I think it's pretty open. I think it's, it's open. open. So yeah. then the transition, we're almost at the end here. I just want to get this now. So we have the Leafs coming out of the East in your in your books right now. I'm not going to, you know, hold you completely to that, but we'll say that you said that. And then on the West side, with it being a little more wide open and Colorado's not that dynamite team they really were last year going into the playoffs. Landis Scott hasn't even returned yet. Yeah. Um, so who knows how that'll look if he gets yeah, back. No Kadri. No Kadri. Like, McCarr's yeah. banged up, right? Um, what do you see on the West side? See, like, I do think the Avs are the best team in the West, but just to keep it interesting, like, just, I don't know, I just don't want to say the Avs because whatever, like, cool, your favorite team and the team that won last year, like, yeah. well, whatever. But, uh, ooh. Edmonton could be a fun one. Uh, I personally, that's so tough. I really like the Kings roster. Yeah. Um, I'm big on the Kings. I've made that known. I'm big on the Kings and you know, they're probably, there's a good chance they, they run into Edmonton at a certain point, whether it be the first round or second round. Um, and, and I can see them pushing Edmonton to seven again and, and, and maybe beating them. Um, yeah, they played the them so well last year. So Yeah, I, and I think they're but, better this year. I think Edmonton's better this year too, but yeah, I love LA's team. I really do. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I think I'm, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go Leafs-Oilers. Wow. The McDavid-Matthews matchup. <laughs> what a line. Oh, wow. The NHL, weirdly enough, I don't even know if they'd like that, the, the yeah. NHL. It's like <laughs> – it's still two Canadian teams. I'm sure they want the American. Well, American I will guys say, as a, I work, I work for the league, and I do their their uh, you know their ads on the website. Um, so I, I'm familiar with all their website and app traffic. And um, you know, if the Leafs go far, it, it does. It's a good thing. It's yeah. a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, um, you're not wrong there. And, so, and obviously, having the like two of the best players in the league is gonna. Be- yeah, I think from a, a marketable standpoint, that would be just be awesome to see those guys go head to head and. I think the the two markets are just they they can be somewhat toxic on Twitter. And it would it would make for fun. Yeah. Um, so we'll 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 uh, close off on that. Leafs Oilers. I like that one. I like that a lot. So I'm hoping so, man. I'm hoping so. And and imagine that's a guarantee guarantee the the cup returning to Canada. Wow. And I like I like what you said. I, I do think you know it's been it's been said many times, but. Once the Leafs get this monkey off their back of the first round, I think it's just such an exhale for them, um, starting fresh in round two. So, yeah, yeah, at that point, sky's the limit. Fully agree. How like how would you feel if <laughs> just building that? Like, do you feel any better about this year if like, let's say they win in five first yeah. series, and then they play Boston next, and they get swept? <laughs> would you feel any better about that as like versus last year swept like that's that's a kick that's a kick to the to the balls um yeah it, it, them losing in six or seven to boston in a hard-fought series i i could hang my hat on that sort of yeah um yeah. I, i'd always <laughs> wonder what if but like but like you know what man you do have to they're going sort of all in this year and we do also have to just realize expectation wise like them winning the first round and then losing in seven to Boston is nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, no, no, um, I, like again, it's it's one of those things where like, but swept, mm, yeah, swept would be rough. I think swept I think I would be, hate that more than like losing in seven to Tampa. Yeah, that that's right on on par with that. I fully agree. I think that's just yeah. as frustrating. So, 
I can't see that happening, but uh, I agree. I agree. I just time will tell. (laughs) Yeah, the playoffs. Anything can happen. Yeah, Corwin, we're gonna have to uh, stay in touch and maybe get you back on at some point during the playoffs. And um, yeah, Stanley Cup final preview. Let's do it. Let's do it. All the best uh, in the future there. And and I know you got a story you're working on. So make sure you uh, you know promote that right now. What do you got going on with Bar Down TSN? Anything else you got going with yourself? Yeah, we we got a ton of new videos coming out. I feel like I haven't edited anything in a, a bit just because like we just keep having things come up where we have to go for shoots or whatever. Um, had a really fun shoot last week that I can't really say anything about until uh, it'll come out a while from now. But uh, then I've got Leafs pregames videos. Uh, pretty much any any TSN game, I usually do a Leafs pregame video. We'll we'll throw it up on social too and just. Uh, you know, talking Matthew Nides for one of them, talking President's Trophy curse that I think is bullshit. Uh, so I, I explained that a bit and and then uh, still actually deciding what the third one will be. But eh, yeah. lots going on right before playoffs. I know. All right. It's an exciting time. So let's uh, let's call it a close here. Put a bow on it and go watch Matthew Nyes, uh in his yeah. debut versus Florida. Couple goals. Hatrick. Let's see it. Let's see it. Would you throw your hat on the ice for a hat trick? I have talked about this with my brother, and we have said, yes, if we were at the game, we have to throw our hat on the ice if there's a hat trick. Therefore, I never wear my best hat to the game. You wouldn't have this problem because you have four of them. Yeah. No, I still have the problem, though. I'm still (laughs) like, I I should wear a different hat. So Yeah. But, yes, you should. I feel like it's it's sacrilegious if you don't. You definitely should. I agree. I agree. You got to participate in that. I'm with you. All All right, right, Corwin. Have a good night. Sending off. Have a good uh, have a good night. Go Leafs go. Thanks, go oh, Leafs yeah. go. <laughs> go Leafs go, fellas. Post game recap of the Leafs first Panthers live on the podcast. Well, I mean, I'm posting it, but uh yeah, Lucas, we're adding it on at the end to give some more, I would say, just relevance and updated uh chat after Corwin. Huge shout out to Lucas for getting that going. And uh, closing it out because I was on the road to stream for the Leafs. Uh, I streamed for the first period. But, uh, yeah, the rest of the way, man, Lucas, let's talk about it. Panthers, obviously, they were desperate for points tonight. Uh, Samsonoff storyline, Matthew Nye's debut, Mitch Marner's at 99 points, Matthew's at 40 goals now. Uh, there's a, quite a few things we could go through here. But, Lucas, man, 2-1 dub, Johnny Toronto, how are you feeling? There's so much there, right? There's yeah. so much to talk about, buddy. Um, I'm feeling great, man, after that. I mean – I knew when Tavares was going in, he's going backhand shelf. Yeah, you know, it's like you said, two minutes and 27 <laughs> seconds. What a shift. Yeah, um, but, but man, I mean, it's a big, it's a big two points just for morale for the Leafs. Obviously it doesn't mean much in the standings. It's good to go into the playoffs on, on a high. And for Florida, it's obviously a tough one. Um, Cause they could have actually, they could have clinched today. Um, yeah. I think with a win. Yeah. Because they would have more regulation wins than the Islanders who lost today to Washington. Was, was it four, two final? Uh, they lost, oh dude, it might've been more than that. I think it was closer to like six. I think the capitals maybe buried a few empty netters. Um, oh, damn. well that's, me... so that's crazy. Right. Cause I don't, so yeah, it was five, two final caps. five, two. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I actually look at the, like the rest of the way now. And I know we talked about it a little bit. It's like the penguins just all of a sudden they control their own destiny against two of the worst teams in the league. So I don't want to jinx Pittsburgh, but there are at this point, Lucas, there's no excuses for the pens. You are playing the Blue Jackets and Blackhawks. There's no excuses. You win those two games, you're in. Yeah, I think the Panthers are in the the toughest right now just with the fact that it was right there for them to clinch yeah. tonight, and now they got Carolina in their last game. It's going to be and a tough Islanders one. Heavy Habs, yeah. I mean – Yeah, and Carolina, Carolina. I don't know. They they still have stuff to play for, really, to lock up the division, right? Oh, 100%. So, so I don't know it, it, It's gonna how it's going to shake out if they're going to play their whole roster in the final game. Um, but uh, – but yeah, I mean Pittsburgh, like you said, they control their own destiny with those two yeah. two games against weaker teams. Um, the Islanders have uh, Montreal, yeah, Montreal. So, so that's a weak game that they should win. Yeah. But they need some help, and uh, I didn't think I'd be saying that. I was very high on the Islanders making it. I still, I'm not going to back down with Sorokin. I think they're going to get that win, and maybe they'll get some luck. But but uh, it, it's going to shape up like we wanted it, man. It's gonna go yeah, right that's down to crazy the that like I think well okay I don't want to I don't want to throw this agenda out there but I feel like there's act like extra sauce now for the Islanders fans to hate the Leafs the fact that we gave the Panthers the one point tonight <laughs> because yeah now the Panthers and Penguins like it, it's looking like those two teams have have the edge here obviously but um, 
Yeah, I don't know. As you said, the Hurricanes looking for that one seed. Uh, the Devils do play the Sabres tomorrow night as we're recording. So we'll see what the Devils do, obviously. Uh, but just quickly, yeah, as, as far as the Leaf game, too. As yeah, far yeah. as the Leaf game. I was Matthews, gonna go back to the Leafs. Yeah, Matthews obviously with 40 goals. I mean, yeah. Come on. Did we think he wasn't hitting 40 goals? This guy's done it four years. Hey, in well, a row. you're nervous a little earlier. Years. You're nervous I, a little nah, earlier. Nah, nah, nah. You know what? <laughs> Come on, it's on recording. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? In the in deep down, I knew he was hitting it. I was just worried they were gonna rest him and then he wouldn't yeah, hit it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with uh, you because now tomorrow but, night, man, I truly I, I sorry, I don't want to rest past rest some of the topics. I, yeah, I, I'm not surprised if Matthews is rested and after JT's goal tonight, I like I think Tavares on a high like that rest them maybe play them against the rangers but the whole thing was like you wanted Tavares to get going well you just scored an ot winner against the desperate panthers so um i'm saying rest to, like as much of a hot ticket as, as it is rest at least one of those two centers tomorrow have yeah. o'reilly play heavy minutes get him going more um i agree just, man yeah just I quickly agree. matt nice we gotta talk, we gotta talk nice and then we'll, we got we'll finish it. it off with uh just more thoughts on the the scenarios for playoffs but um yeah so nice i feel like man i liked a lot of what i saw in the first period uh, heavy on the four check. He created two like high end chances for Kerfoot in front, uh, both shots on net there. So I liked his first period a little nervous at times, but man, like I feel bad for the guy. The rest of the way was pretty rough. <laughs> I think, and he got sheltered like towards the end of the game, but uh, yeah, two brutal giveaways. Uh, but just outside of that, man, how are you feeling on nice? Yeah. I mean, it's about what I, I could say was expected tonight from him. I mean, he yeah. got even a little more ice time than I thought he, he had a, just over 13 minutes and, and, you know, that's a lot for a kid who's playing his first game. And, you know, he didn't really have much time to get acclimated to the team or anything like that. He was shot Man, right in. But he's just jumped out. in, yeah. Yeah, so you got you to gotta give him props for that. And, and you know, you, you see the flashes of, of what he has. And uh, it's only good signs. I mean, in the second period, I know there was that one shift that he, he had a couple tough turnovers, yeah. especially right <laughs> at the blue line. And maybe some nerves, maybe just you know, overall the NHL a lot tougher just to get the puck out in general. So I don't want to look too deep into the game for him, but great to get him uh, his first game. And I hope he plays the last two because I think he should get, you know, right around 13, 15 minutes a game and see what he has yeah, um, going into the sure. playoffs. But it, John, like we we don't really know how Sheldon Keefe's going to line up as far as game one goes. And, and a lot of it, we might still have to see depending on injuries and, and stuff like that. So um, good for nice, but overall, like, not much in terms of, um, you know, storyline to talk about as far as a big goal or like big two points or something like that. But like you said, I liked his game in the first and he, he almost had an assist right off the get-go. So that was, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. And uh, I was also going to say just in terms of the forward dynamics, like, yeah, I don't know if Nyes will be in or not, to be honest. Like, I feel like those are the kind of mistakes that you really wanted to like see if he would avoid because mm. that just can't happen in the playoffs. So I feel like that's going to be a, it's going to affect the decision, obviously. As I said, tomorrow night, if, if they could rest at least one of the centers, I would like to see a look uh, like with Achari at, in the middle, maybe Kampf on. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's got to be a scenario where Kampf has the flexibility to go to the wing. Um, so I like I like the opportunity for Achari at center. But yeah, I, th I thought Kerfa looked okay tonight. I mean, he had some chances. I don't think there was any mistakes on his end. What do you think of he looked, Yeah, he looked like he was buzzing because yeah. I think he was trying to obviously make Nice comfortable on the line with him. So I actually like Kerfoot's game a lot tonight, especially in those spells where, where Nice was looking good on those shifts. Um, but yeah, if Nice is to come in, like we talked about with, with Corwin, it's going to be either, you know, Lafferty coming out, Kerfoot coming out. Like, who is it, right? Who is the guy that's coming out? Personally, for me, it'd be Kerfoot. Um, yeah. But it's tough to call, man. Like these yeah, are NHL it just, vets. It also that, depends like, on what version of Lafferty you get, and it also depends on like how you see both players. Like if they trust Kerfoot as like a fill-in at center or like a guy yeah. that can PK over Lafferty, it just depends on how they see that scenario. Because I mean, we've talked about it. Like the reason why Hall is so solidified in this lineup, regardless of how he's playing, is the PK, right? Yeah. Um. So that that comes into play. Sorry, guys. I don't know if it, you caught it on camera. I was killing a spider on the wall. But no, I didn't see it. I it was low key. It. I kept it low key. Um, <laughs> Anyways, uh, the only other thing I want to touch on, and we, we just touched on it uh, off air, was Nylander Tavares in that OT. And I think we've seen it. I, I don't know if it's because they want to, I don't know, save it for playoffs. I, I don't know what it is, but OT was a prime example of Nylander Tavares kind of going through the motions, specifically Nylander we've talked about. It. Like Cor Corbin was pumping his tires earlier, and I mean, hey, Nylander deserves the credit. But the last 10, 15 games, we've seen a lot of coasting from Nylander just unengaged and that was like that full two-minute shift lucas and then all of a sudden puck goes in the neutral zone new is like all over it and then obviously we saw tavares all over the puck on the breakaway is there something to that man or do you think it's just like 
is it an I don't know. Thing or I, just what is it? I don't know if it's an everything. I, I, I'm really trying to think like really, you know, if it's really something to get that deep about. I think maybe it's just that, um, you know, Nylander's not known for his defensive game. and and Because that was rough to watch for a hot minute there. <laughs> it, it was, but I feel like once the puck comes out and he yeah. has that burst of speed, it's not just that he wants to score. I think he's so desperate at that point. We need, I, I need to go all out for it to make sure I can change. Yeah. Um, but it's the Leafs in overtime are just weird, man. Like they oh. don't win nearly as much as they should. I think they're seven and nine now on the season. I, let's just say Leaf fans should be happy. There's no three on three OT in, uh, in playoffs. In playoffs. And, and, yeah. and that there's, there's something to that where it's like, I don't want to overthink about how they play in three on three because yeah. at the end of the day, it's not how the, the cups awarded. So, you know, I, I don't want to overthink about that one, but I do want to highlight quickly. Matthew's obviously hitting 40, but also at two ninety nine, all time goals. He's yeah. one away from 300. Unreal. That'd be a big milestone to hit before the end of the year. If it doesn't happen, it'll be his first goal next season, which is also a good story. Um, Johnny, I think he's I think he's uh, in the top five or six now all it's time. There. It, yeah, it's up um, there. I, I think I, it's top five or six. But I was also going to say, yeah. Lucas, and I know you've been beating this drum, and I said it last pod, like it's embarrassing that people talk about Matthews having a down year. Just like stop. If this is Matthews' down year, there should be no conversations about it ever because <laughs> if this is the worst it's going to get for Austin Matthews, stop. Don't even talk yeah. about it anymore. Well, so today he tied Rick Vive for number five. So that's so what now, it was. Yeah. Now he's number five. The next goal, he'll be all alone at five. Um, and you know what, dude? Like it, At the end of the day, you look at his stats in terms of games played and, and how many goals he's got per game this year and all that. And it is a down year for him. And that's crazy. Like that's yeah. unbelievable. Like that's how good this guy is. He's 40 in the bank on a down year. He scored 40 in four year, years in a row. And two of those years were COVID years, man. Like this guy, come yeah. on. We can't be, we can't be slandering this guy. He's going to be at 90 points roughly. Right. I mean. Yeah. And I think if we, if we talk about the total points and total production too, um, I also want to add something that I didn't bring up earlier uh, in the Corwin chat is um, did you know that Tavares like 50% of his points this year are on the power play? I would have suspected that. I didn't know that, but I would have suspected like, he's a he's a power play god. Yeah. So I think after tonight, he's got like whatever, 79 points. He, like he's close to 80. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I looked it up and I think like, yeah, like 38 of his points are on the power play. Also, just quick fun fact, I tweeted this out today. Tavares is top seven uh in the face-off category, like for face-off wins, uh, in terms of if a player's had at least 75 games play this year and twelve hundred face-off attempts. Wow. So Dude, JT, he's, he's nice on the dot. He's nice on the dot. I, I was saying I, a couple face-offs in a row there and, and on the power play, watching O'Reilly or Matthews struggle a bit. And o, okay, O'Reilly's usually good on the face-off, but uh, Tavares, man, he's been super cons- consistent with that. And I will say, Lucas, looking at that OT winner, Tavares is only one of a couple on the team that have like the patience and confidence to do that. I feel like a oh, lot yeah. of guys would either rush it or keep the puck low near like like if you if you looked at Lions pad, like if that's anywhere like this much off the ice, it's a save. Right? Yeah, and I think I think if Matthews or Marner or Nylander, those three guys come in, I don't necessarily know if I'm if I'm more confident in them than John Tavares on a breakaway. I think on a on a one on one one on one breakaway, I like John Tavares and I like Ryan O'Reilly does that move too that backhand shelf. Yeah. Man, like honestly, guys. if he didn't muffin that puck a little bit there on that, uh, it was kind of like a half break for him. Yeah, Lion, yeah. like like he looks confident, man. I think it's also just a maturity thing, like the patience to hold onto the puck longer. I mean, I. Like you've seen the projection or the progression, sorry, from uh, Nylander and Marner over the years, but you still see sometimes they rush plays versus like yeah. O'Reilly and Tavares waited out. O- O'Reilly's just like, he's he's like the least flashy player, but it's just, oh, there's something so beautiful about watching simplicity, him play. yeah. Yeah, right? Like unbelievable. But uh, last thing on the Leafs, I do want to say, we haven't talked about him yet and he deserves big kudos tonight. Samsonov. Yeah, sorry, we buried, great the performance. We, we buried the lead. We buried the lead. Another unbelievable performance. That yeah. save on Kachuk in overtime is the only reason we're talking about the Leafs winning this game. Yeah. Um, he made a, a number of saves in overtime. He probably had oh, unreal. Yeah, I mean, there was. Yeah. I, I think there was Lucas. I think there was two or three like cross, yeah. like, cross crease or cross ice uh, plays where Samsonov got across to make the save. Um, were you worried when Brody fell on his leg there? The same leg. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those ones where it's like I saw your your reaction to it, and it's oh, one of those bro, ones. Bro, I was like, shitting myself, man. There's no need to maybe go all out, but in the moment, you don't think like that, and you don't think that's how it's going to end up. And TJ Brody is, you know, even in overtime when Brody and Montour were going out, it it's just every time I see Brody on the TV, man, because it's not much like that. You really <laughs> notice him. He might be Kyle Dubas's like this is different perspective right now, but he might be Kyle Dubas's best pickup. Like 
He's yeah, just that so or like there. I would say I would say the bunting signing is it was yeah. like but for he, that value. But yeah, you're right. Honestly, for value, overall, we never talk about him. No yeah. one ever talks about him, but he's just consistent night in, night out. That one was scary. And if yeah. that goes a different way, I mean we're talking about it completely differently. But Samsonov might be battling an injury. I know that theory is out there. Maybe he, just, yeah. he looks like he's a little uncomfortable, but you know what? I kind of always think he looks uncomfortable in a way. He doesn't yeah. have this beauty simplicity like Freddie Anderson had, where it's just very no, yeah, Not like a... Sam's like I, I would say, like I hear some players talking about like Samsonov's control or Samsonov's positioning, but it's like I feel like if you look at Ilya Samson often what he's done this year, like it's a athleticism, like full yeah. out. Um, yeah. I just think uh yeah, in different ways he gets across, in different ways, like even sometimes in his arm arm movement, whether it's up high or like to close in close to his uh side of his body, like I mean, 44 saves in the night, I mean he gets it done. So and there's a reason he's a, he was a first round pick, like he had all this yeah, he, you know. Potential, like yeah. he's he's man, he's a solid goalie. He's proving it uh, night in night out for the Leafs. Um, I know that's kind of against our our Corwin chat in terms of just like you know goaltenders are just it's tough. It's really tough to like one year to the next. It's so different. It depends on the system yeah. they're in and all that. But he deserves so much credit this year. Truly, like now that the season's just about to wrap, no matter what hap, like truthfully though, no matter what happens in the playoffs. You have to look at the body of work of Samsonov in the season and really respect what he's done this year. He's he has gone above and beyond what fans could have asked for. Really, I mean, yeah. when Kyle Dubas when Kyle Dubas took the chance on this tandem, you know, it, it looked like a downgrade from last year. And, and Samsonov has been unbelievable this year, man. I, I consistent. There's there's barely been any dips really that I can recall. Consistent dips. Forty two games this year, and he's been he's been so good. He's been everything and more that I really thought. Like I. I was one of those guys who thought that he was going to take the starting job over Murray. I think a lot of people did um, over time. I think a lot of fans thought Keith and Dubis, they wanted Murray to take it, but overall Samson yeah. would eventually get it. And and he's ran away with it. Like it's not even close, man. Well, I actually made God. like some bold predictions before the season. And yeah. so what my take was, and I've kind of been reverting back to the Washington Pittsburgh examples. Maybe it's just like a, a lame kind of reach for me, but my take was like Murray was going to start and Samsonov was going to take over because of like a Murray injury or something. I just, I figured that was bound to happen. And then Samsonov take it, but Murray take over at some point later in the season playoffs. Obviously that take is just not possible because Murray can't stay healthy at all. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to fault him too much for the last injury though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I do think, uh, I do think Samsonov, like I have the confidence in Samsonov. I'm just worried, man, that it's like, he has that lack of experience. He has that lack of winning in the playoffs. And I mean, yeah, kind of what we joked about before is like, if Samsonov falters in a game or two there early in the series, like what are they going to do? Like if Murray's not healthy, like you don't like yeah, you it, at that point. <laughs> well, it's something we didn't, we didn't really talk about with Corwin and I had that question sort of lined up, but we went in so many different directions. And I guess you're saying if the Leafs were to lose both games at home, like what do you do after that? And or even Samsonoff like, doesn't look great. for example, and yeah, obviously in the Columbus Washington example that I revert back to, like Columbus won those first two games. Yeah, uh, Holby goes in. Washington wins four straight. So I, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen with Toronto. But like, for example, what if Game One Leafs win, uh, but they win six five, and Samsonov allows five goals on twenty five shots or twenty four yeah. shots, and then Game Two he just gets lit up. What yeah. do you do there? Yeah, you probably go back to him. But it's like at that point, say Samsonov allows ten goals in two games or eight goals in two games. What do you do at that point? Again, I'm not. To me, maybe this is a reverse jinx, but I just. My worry now is like they had the confidence in Murray there. Again, Samsonov just doesn't have that experience. I hope in me saying this and playing playing devil's advocate, I, I don't know. I, Lucas, do you have a mindset on that? Like, do you just ride Samson off because of Murray's like injury? I, I, I'm on the camp. I, I truly believe this could bite me in the butt, but I, I truly believe that like Matt Murray shouldn't, shouldn't get another game this year. Uh, well, yeah, man, if he's not a hundred percent, yeah. Like, like if he, if he's not playing before playoffs, I don't want him coming in in game three or game four. No high chance. Stakes series. No so chance. There, so therefore no you're chance. turning to wall. Therefore you're turning to wall. And you know, it's, it's a way different comparison. Um, but I know last year, Vili Husso took the net in St. Louis and started game one and two, and he got lit in one of those games and they lost and, and, and Binner came in and won four straight completely different because Binner's got the pedigree, right? Yeah. And wall doesn't have that. Um, so I think that's a little panicky to you know and that's, that's why a lot I kind of made the point wall. and that's why I kind of made the point of Murray because it's like usually in that scenario and yeah. um I forget who said it but it's like oh Jackie Redmond said it actually 
she said it's much easier to go from like the younger guy to the vet versus like go to the vet to put all the pressure on the younger on guy. On the young right? guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's like when Washington started with Grubauer, obviously, and he faltered, they had Holpe who they've trusted for years and years. Yeah. Big, like obviously didn't mean anything, but big dub in my eyes. I mean, it's a division rival. Yeah. Took a point away from him. And, uh, obviously at the end of the day, you got, uh, you got Matthews to 40. I think that's a big confidence boost. Uh, you're one away from Marner hundred points. And as we talked about, I, I know we kind of played devil's advocate there at the end, but at the end of the day, Sam Sonoff just keeps looking more confident and confident. Hopefully he's healthy, but, uh, 44 saves on 45 shots two one leaf dub in overtime, John Tavares. And yeah, as we talked about, I mean, he's, he's showing and I, and I revert back to game six and I know you hate hearing this from me, what should have been a game seven goal. And uh, you see those moments from Tavares, the two in game six, what could have been a game seven. Like those are the moments in tight that he does. Um, and yeah, as you talked about, I don't think it's too much of a hot take to say, if you want a guy in that scenario all alone by himself, like JT's up there, if not the Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. Um, well, buddy, we're one week away, man. One, one week, week from away. playoffs. It's crazy. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it, but I, it'll probably, like once the season's over is when I usually be like, wow. It's, hey, uh, it's going to seem like it. It's going to seem like it this week when it's getting up to 23, 24 degrees here in uh, in the GTA. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, playoffs a week away. We'll see, Uh. yeah, three team race between the Pens, Islanders, and uh, the Panthers. And man, I honestly, I, I I, I wanted to believe it would come down to the last game, but uh, honestly, I'm glad that both conferences have this because, yeah, last year it was like nothing, basically. Especially yeah. the East. Like the East was like <laughs> locked in well, weeks before. As we're speaking, Calgary and Nashville are playing, right? And and Nashville's there up one nothing in the first. So that's a huge game. Uh, huge, it's got big implications. Huge, huge that can game. knock – well, Calgary, Calgary can almost be – no, no, they won't be knocked yet because Winnipeg won tonight and, and they still got – couple points yeah but it's just it's gonna come it's down gonna to the last close. game man yeah it's coming down so, to the last game that's what we wanted john i want to say next week we got another big guest coming on and you you wanted to uh throw this out there that get the bracket challenge predicting so yeah i'll be do, i'll be doing that um yes i know you'll be doing yours as well yep so and, yeah it's gonna be fun i i think overall uh usually puts up the most debate but lucas i'm uh man i'm intrigued to see your bracket man we got to do ours like completely separate we're not communicating yeah we're not we gonna bring ours to the table and that way we have you know no chat about it to the point where it's no so yeah wrong. like mine um mine will be uh made probably like on the friday i guess yeah. Thursday or Friday. So like, yeah, you cannot watch that video. Do not look I at that video. I will not do it. <laughs> I'll have mine. I'll have mine by Sunday morning. And then once we record, um, we'll go through it and stuff. We can debate and everything. And hopefully yeah. we don't have the exact same. And then, yeah. Like I, I and then as you give your picks out, I'll reveal what I got. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, I, I revealed one of mine on the pod today and I have Leafs yeah. and six over Tampa. Hopefully that doesn't bite me. Um, <laughs> we'll but see what happens. Corwin with the fiver. Bro, that guy <laughs> Corwin, you're gonna be getting your couple tweets at you, man. You're gonna get a couple. Wild, wild. Uh, so we'll see. I, yeah, you know what? I I really hope we see it this year, Lucas. I'll I'll save the combos for the rest of the week. But thank you guys no. so much. Episode thirty two, and uh, yeah, you flip that around. You got a Matty Nice debut tonight. That was cool, man. Honestly, I'll I'll finish it off by just saying I'm glad we got the Nice debut tonight. Um, and honestly, I hope he plays the last two. So. I hope so too. I know it's going to be a tough turnaround with the back-to-back, but like he's got young legs. Get him in there. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll see if the Leafs rest some guys throughout the rest of the NHL. Uh, lots of races still in division spots and for wild cards. Um, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Make sure you check it out on Spotify and Apple, the Hot Tech Hockey Podcast. From Lucas and myself, huge shouts to Lucas for the Corwin chat as well. Have a great one. Peace. Peace.